the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Filling in for Arthur Idala today is executive producer of the Arthur Idala Power Hour, Joan Pelzer. Welcome to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. We are waiting to connect now with Joan Pelzer, who is the guest host for this evening. But while we do, let's also welcome Alex Garrett to the airwaves here. Sam Bellino, how are you doing? You know, I'm not, doing good. We uh, have not gotten a theme song for you yet, by the way. You know so. what? We're going to get one eventually for me. But until then, we have to always praise the powers of technology and the issues that we're having right now getting Joan on the airways from the Arthur Idala office. Well, there's some big legal stuff tonight that uh, we, we, we want to talk about. I mean, the, the indictment's not down yet, right? So there's still a lot of dealing with that with no, the that is, indictment. That so. is definitely a developing story that de- develops more and more by the minute. And uh, the news is ever-changing, which is why we have a great lineup of uh, guests on this evening's show. Absolutely. I know we're going to talk with Alan Dershowitz a little later in the program today. And, you know, it's Monday. I believe we're going to have Lauren Fix on as well. And so uh, we'll have some sports at the end of the show as well. Look, uh, and and if you want to call in 877-970-9622. But I hope your weekend was well. We are trying to get Joan on, by the way, as we continue here. Today, in the drama that is... The Trump indictment, will it happen, will it not? Uh, the former National Enquirer, I believe, uh, owner, uh, Mr. Pecker was, David Pecker was testifying today. And uh, we're going to have Joan on via the phone. And so that's where we're at. And whatever you're thinking here, should DA Bragg continue with this? Is he delaying this? What is going on? Uh, Joan Pelzer, welcome to the program. Welcome to the program. Thank you. We're having a little bit of technical issue for some reason on our back end, but here we are in the office overlooking Fifth Avenue and 45th Street. How are you, Alex, today? We're we're holding down the fort here. So tell us, uh, what are your plans for tonight's show as you are the guest host tonight? Yes, I'm trying to be the guest host tonight. So what our plans are is we have Professor Alan Dershowitz. He is going to be talking to us for the entire show. 
We're going to start out talking about what happened today with the grand jury. They met again for the first time in a week on the Trump issue. And I know they had testimony from David Pecker, an um, ex-executive from uh, the parent company of the National Enquirer. And they will not meet again until Wednesday. So we're going to find out what happened in court today with the grand jury. And then we're going to bring Professor back in with Shai Franklin. Shai is an expert on Israel, and he's with our uh, partner organization, Gotham Government Relations. And they're going to have a lovely conversation uh, about what's actually going on in Israel right now. There's been protests. There have been some high-level folks that have recently resigned and been fired. So we're going to find out what that's all about. And, you know, Alex, last week we had the pleasure of talking to Mike Gallagher about the Stand with Israel tour that he and Dennis Prager are doing that Salem Media is promoting. So that's such an interesting tour that they're doing. But now we're hearing some things going on in Israel, and we want to know what's really going on. And I believe we have someone else on the line also. Hi, hi, Joni. It's Arthur Idala. How are you? Hello, Arthur Idala. I mean, I figured if you could call in and you don't have a live mic, then why can't I call in and have a live mic? Hi, everybody. It's Arthur. I'm sorry I can't, be, I can't be there with you today. Um, I will give you some news hot off the press of uh, 100 Center Street slash 80 Center Street in downtown Manhattan. There was definitely one witness who testified today uh, in the grand jury. They have not charged out the grand jury yet, which means they have not um, – given the law to the grand jurors. So what happens is at the end of all of the presentation of all of the evidence, the prosecutor, him or herself, or two of them it could be, and the court reporter, like our friend Karen Santucci, are the only people in the grand jury along with the grand jurors. And they read them, like basically it's scripts. So they're not supposed to go off the script. Um, and tell them the different charges that they would like them to indict on and the different um, elements of the crime that the jurors have to find. But it's not by beyond a reasonable doubt, which is a very high standard. It's just like 51%. If they believe it's more likely than not that these things took place, then it is what's called an indictment. Now, truth be told, because the grand jury is a secret proceeding, they could have indicted Donald Trump today, and everyone kept their mouth shut about it. I don't think that's the fact, because people don't seem to be able to keep their mouth shut. But there's uh, nothing that stops the prosecutors from uh, asking the grand jurors to, to take, that they take a vote, and then that vote is then registered as an indictment. And unlike a regular trial, where the law is that the jurors Uh, The judge has to take the juror's verdict as soon as is practical. Um, There is no no such rule in the grand jury. They could wait two weeks to announce it. They could wait weeks to announce there's an indictment. Seems to be many leaks. Uh, I would think that we would know about an indictment relatively quickly. But just so you guys understand, there's nothing in the law that necessitates us knowing very quickly, unlike a trial when a jury deliberates, there is uh, there is case law that says the judge has to take the verdict as soon as is. So we don't know exactly what's going on, except 
As far as we know, there has been no indictment yet. And uh, let's see what happens tomorrow. I was just wondering whether this whole time I've been talking, whether Mr. Sambolino and Ms. Pelzer were able to work out their techno- technological issues. <laughs> uh, we have not yet. The wonders of we're technology. Working we're it. working on it. We're texting so back do and we forth. Think, do, we, do, we, do, we, do we think it's on the, the uh, Idala side of the fence or uh, Crowley's? I think it's a uh, misplaced internet connection line. It's not plugged in. Okay, we're trying. We're doing in the our best we can. <laughs> oh, you want to do this live on the air? We could do this live on the air. Yeah, we, why not? In my <laughs> office? Yes, Joan is yeah, in the office. Yeah, we think that something might have disconnected, technically. Okay, so Joan, why don't you just drop off and go inside and get some help from Lino or someone else? And I'll just do a little bit of the show right now with Sam Bellino. How's there that you go. Sounds and good. you can bring Dershowitz right on in soon. I'll okay. be right Wonderful. back, team. All right. So, um, Matt, I will tell you this, that my phone has been ringing off the hook all day with people wanting to know what's going on with President Trump and this indictment. And what I will tell you is that um, people in the community that I live in, the legal community, all, I have yet to meet someone who doesn't feel like this is a bit of an overreach. Um, by That's the, the theme. Turn. That's definitely the theme that I, that I keep hearing as well. Right. Except this is where Donald Trump is his own worst enemy. And Michael Goodwin wrote about this in the New York Post over the weekend, is that instead of Trump just hanging back, letting his great lawyers, Susan Necklace and Joe Tacopina, do their job, he puts out this picture on Friday of him with a baseball bat looking at Alvin Bragg's head or face or whatever. And like, and then he says, if he gets indicted, there's going to be death and destruction. I mean, that just, that just turns, that just turns the, um, the sentiment, the momentum really from in his favor to against him because nobody in the United States of America with a brain between their ears should want to hear someone as powerful as Donald Trump, someone who had almost 80 million people vote for him as Donald Trump to start declaring there should be death and de- destruction if he gets arrested. Yeah, so that's, that's not wise on his part. I, I feel like Donald thinks maybe his back is against the wall and this could definitely make him lose the potential chance to be reelected. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing, and I, I don't want to beat up on anyone who's not a lawyer, but in his article this weekend, uh, Michael Goodwin, who's, you know, worked on the Post, he's a you know, noted journalist, he's been around forever, he wrote that if, um, if Trump would get uh, indicted and or convicted, it would make him ineligible to be president of the United States. And there's nothing that, there's nothing that I've seen that actually indicates that's, that's even closer to the truth. You have to be over 35. You have to be a naturalized citizen. And I believe you have to have lived in the United States of America for at least 14 years, um, like prior to the election. So I, I, I don't see anything anywhere where it says you can't be you know, a convicted felon and run for president of the United States. I think you can be a convicted felon. So I think... You know, Trump uh, doesn't that that, that, he doesn't have to worry about that from a legal point of view and not a statutory point of view. Um, It's just a public relation point of view. And from all reports from his camp, he wants to milk this thing. He wants to, even though I'm sure Joe Tacopino and Susan Necklace have it worked out 
so that have it worked out so that he does not have to have any kind of perp walk and there's no handcuffs that are going to be put on him. Apparently, he's looking for that. He wants to publish his mugshot. He wants pictures of him in handcuffs. So he thinks that's going to, I guess, you know, motivate his. So maybe he. So I guess we're going to take a little break right now, huh, Mr. Sambolino? We are going to take a break, and the good news is we do have Joan, who is finally connected from the office. Are you there, okay, Joan? So I am going to. I'm Joni. Are you there? I am absolutely here. Can you hear me? I, we hear you loud and clear. So I'm going to hand off the baton to you guys. Have a great show. All you Thank have to you. do is ask Alan. All you have to do, Joni, is ask Alan Dershowitz. What do you think about this Trump indictment? And then you don't have to talk for 10 minutes and the whole segment will be done because he'll take over the whole show. I so, was all prepared uh, and we miss you. We miss our pilot. All right. Well, we'll be back very, 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 very soon. So kick some butt, have some fun. And, um, you know, just remember, you have, uh, you, have, you have many people who are relying on you today, Joni, to get, you, get, get through the, the rush hour, et cetera, et cetera. So do the best you can. Everyone drive safely, though. See you later. See you later. All right. We're going to go to a break, Matt, or are we still on? We are going to a break. Fantastic. We'll go to a break, and when we get back, we're going to be back with Professor Alan Dershowitz. Don't go away. Attention, New Jersey small business owners. Get answers about government resources to grow and thrive. We are the New Jersey Business Action Center, NJ Back. We are the only state government agency with business specialists at your service. If you own a company in New Jersey, we can help you register your business, build your business plan, resolve permitting issues, understand state rules and regulations, get your products to market, find new office space, and assist with finding capital. We provide you with the information you need to save you time and money so you can focus on what matters most. We've got your back at the back. Call us at 1-800-JERSEY-7. That's 1-800-JERSEY-7. This message sponsored by the New Jersey Business Action Center, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. Let's talk about Connors and Sullivan. We all know that planning for the future is important. Are you and your family protected? If you're not around to make the decisions, who will? Are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs? The time to plan is now. Correct. On my birthday, on your birthday, the soon as possible. That's the way to go. You may need a will, a trust, a power of attorney, a health care proxy, a living will, an estate plan. The goal of Connors and Sullivan attorneys is always the protection of your rights and interests. They've been helping people like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 40 years. So visit them for a free, no obligation consultation. Call Connors and Sullivan today to schedule a free in-person initial consultation with an attorney at any of their convenient locations in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Or visit their website, connorsandsullivan.com. And remember what Mike Connor says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to AM970, The Answer, on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. Okie dokie, so we are back, 
And you have Joan Pelzer sitting in for Arthur Idala on the Arthur Idala Power Hour. And we were really lucky that we got a quickie call from Arthur. We had some tech issues, but thank you for hanging out with us. You never know what's going to happen with live radio, do you, Matt? No, exactly. And uh, I think uh, what's going on is a suiting song to play as we come back in Star Seg 2. It was extremely suiting. Thank you both for, uh, for I don't even know what the word is, pitch hit, pinch hitting. Is that the word I would use, Alex? Well, we're here for. That's a good pinch word hitting. for it. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. you go. There you go. Well, you at least got it straight from the horse's mouth with Arthur. He was able to jump on for literally like 10 minutes in the beginning of our show. And we are so fortunate that we get the great, the amazing, the person who knows more about constitutional law than anyone you probably have ever heard of. We have Professor Alan Dershowitz joining our show. Thank you so much, Alan, for taking the time. Alan, oh my God, I said the name Alan. I didn't call you Professor Dershowitz. Please. No, no, I'm Alan. I no, no. Brooklyn. I'm a neighborhood kid. Call yes, me but Alan. That's what, I, you know, I would never call Dershowitz. you that normally. <laughs> you should. You should. You should. You should. Not at all. Not at all. Out of respect, you are are and always will be Professor Dershowitz, and we have the utmost respect for you. In fact, your book that you signed for me a bunch of years ago, I have gifted to many people. So I'm grateful for that. So Arthur just gave us kind of the lowdown. We know that the grand jury met today. We know that they interviewed David Pecker for the second time since January. And we know that um, his attorney is actually Elkan Abramowitz, if I said that correctly. We do know know that Trump. Yes, yes. And we do know that Trump has been out there talking about, um, and I'm going to use the words that were used in the media, um, death and destruction if legal charges are brought. Arthur has said that, um, his legal opinion is that he doesn't think there is a case, but we do know that the grand jury isn't meeting again until Wednesday. Tell us what your thoughts are on this and what we can expect to see and hear. Well, thanks. First of all, um, when President Trump spoke at Waco, he cited me uh, as his authority on why there's no crime here. He said, Alan Dershowitz doesn't like me. He doesn't vote for me, but he's a great scholar and He's come to the conclusion that there's no crime here, and he was referring to my book, uh, Get Trump, uh, which I wrote, and which he endorsed. And in the endorsement, he said, Dershowitz claims he didn't vote for me. I think he probably did, but it's a great book anyway, so read it. So Get Trump is the name of the book, and it tells the story of this whole investigation and the other three investigations. I suspect what's happening is first they're trying to strengthen the case that they can make without Cohen. Uh, that's why they call Pecker again. Uh, second, they're trying to deal with a revolt within the office. I know people in that office. Arthur knows people in that office. We all do. Some of them are my former students. It's a great office. It used to be headed by Bob Morgenthau, one of my great friends, and Frank Hogan, who I never knew, but I wish I did. Um, and and it's, 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 there are people in that office who are saying to themselves, I want to be proud of having been in that office, and I'm not going to be proud if they become the laughing stock of the legal system uh, because they created a Mickey Mouse crime. Remember Bragg and, and Letitia James, who I like. I met through Arthur, actually. Uh, I like her. But she campaigned on the promise to get Trump. That's where the name of the book comes from. I didn't invent get Trump. That's her campaign promise. And when you campaign to get somebody and then you win, you better get that person. It doesn't matter whether there's a crime or not. And that's what happened. They campaigned on get Trump. They then rummaged through the statute books. They couldn't find anything. And so they made up a misdemeanor, which is a two-year statute of limitations, and then they added a federal felony to try to make it into a state felony. 
it just won't wash. And I think there are either grand jurors or people in the office that are saying to themselves, do I really want to be part of this? Let's rethink it. And so I'm hoping maybe uh, a grand jury will finally do what the founders of the Constitution wanted it to do, serve as a protection to defendants against overzealous prosecutors. So, Professor Dershowitz, um, not to switch gears at all, but Arthur read a letter that was classified last week that was from uh, Cohen, Michael Cohen's lawyer. What does Michael Cohen now have to do with this? There's so many back and forths with regards to his payoff money. Was it pay? Like, what was it? So can you clarify that for us? Because I think it is confusing. Sure. Well, according to uh, Michael Cohen's original testimony, he by himself decided to prevent a family crisis on the eve of the election with um, uh, Trump's wife and family uh, getting very upset about an affair that he had had years earlier and his business associates. And so Cohen took it upon himself to make a deal with, uh, I'm sorry, Cohen make a, to make a deal with um, uh, the, Stormy Daniels, uh, right? Stormy Daniels. Yes. And, and then um, the, the prosecution decided that that deal was not made for purposes of sparing his wife or his business associates any um, aggravation. It was made solely to help him get elected president, which made it a campaign contribution. But that makes no sense at all. And you don't expect somebody who makes a non-disclosure agreement and pays $130,000 to then list $130,000, not as a legal expense, but as I paid $130,000 to a former porn star to prevent her from disclosing to my wife and family and friends that I had an adulterous affair with her. Why would you pay the money if you then had to disclose it in a forum? And, you know, how many thousands of NDAs, non-disclosure agreements, have there been? Has there ever been one which was followed by an admission on a corporate form that it was for a Adultery? Of course not. It's never happened. There's never been an indictment on that. And um, and so they, they have to make up the indictment. And that's a, a tragedy. But when you when you promise to get somebody, uh, then you're going to have to get somebody. And, and uh, I don't think they're going to succeed. Now, Michael Cohen went to jail. And yeah. this is all now coming out all over again. What what does that have to do with this? Well, it's an old story. It's a stale story. That's why we have statutes of limitations. The New York Court of Appeals rendered a terrible decision rewriting the statute of limitations. Statute of limitations itself says if a person is continuously um, out of the state, continuously out of the state, though that time doesn't count. That means if a person's away for five years, it doesn't count continuously. But if a person is going back and forth, they're not continuously out of the state. But the New York Court of Appeals interpreted that statute wrongly to mean that every day the person is out of the state. That's continuously. That's a misuse of the English language. But, um, you know, that's the New York Court of Appeals. But the there's a two-year statute for the misdemeanor. And that, even if you just count the days, that probably has expired as well. Okay. Do you think anyone else is going to be called to testify? Who knows? I mean, they have to see if they can make the case around Cohen because they know that a prosecutor is not ethically entitled to call 
a witness to the stand who he knows is going to lie to the jury. And everybody has to understand that Cohen is going to lie to the jury. He can't help it. He doesn't know how to tell the truth. He said to one of his lawyers, I'll do anything uh, in order to avoid going to prison. Well, he did everything, but he went to prison anyway. And now he's furious at Trump and may want to get even. So if he's used as a witness, uh, imagine Arthur Adela cross-examining him. Boy, that would be a show to see. But that I would be any interesting. Lawyer, <laughs> any decent lawyer cross-examining Cohen would have a picnic. And so I suspect they're trying to figure out a way of working around Cohen, trying to make the case through Pecker, uh, maybe through the former uh, head of the economic part of the company. I forget his name. We something. Um, and and uh, and I don't know if they'll be able to do it. And the grand jury has to ask itself, is there enough here without Cohen's testimony? Because we just can't believe Cohen's testimony. And so the grand jury will not meet tomorrow, which is standard. Yeah. They don't always meet every day. They will meet Wednesday. So what do you expect to happen on Wednesday? We don't know. I mean, this case could go away, not with a bang, but a whimper. Just nothing happens. Or okay. the grand jury can announce its result. Either, yes, we voted to indict. No, we voted, no, voted not to indict. Or third, just nothing happens. Now, the media will kept, keep pressing, obviously, uh, brag to find out what happened. So the third alternative is is unlikely to succeed. But um, don't know. Don't know whether in the end Bragg will ask the grand jury to vote. Maybe he won't. Um, it, in the he can normal do that. course of events, he can do that. In the normal course of events, you'd see a couple more witnesses, and probably by the end of the week, either an indictment or no indictment. But this is not the normal course of events. This is an unusual case. And when they meet Wednesday, when will the next time after they meet Wednesday be if they do or don't speak about him? Do we know? Well, you know, we don't know whether they'll speak about him, and we haven't seen the schedule. It's up to the DA to determine the schedule. And as you say, grand juries uh, don't meet every day, and uh, grand juries consist of ordinary citizens that are there for a long period of time, and they need time for their personal matters. So you can't read too much into that. I think I read much more into the fact that Costello Cohn's lawyer testified in front of Professor Dershowitz, we're going to run to a quick break, but please don't leave us. We're going to continue this conversation and we're going to talk about Israel. We'll be right back. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. We are witnessing a major realignment on the world stage. I'm referring to Vladimir Putin's developing friendship with China's Xi Jinping and the two leaders meeting recently in Moscow. China and Russia have something important in common, something far more important than their shared border, and that is a basic opposition to the United States and to the West. The nations of the world are aligning themselves with China and Russia on one side and with the United States and our Western allies on the other. It's happening fast, right before our eyes, and it's becoming increasingly difficult for nations to be non-aligned. After the Soviet Union had fallen at the end of the 20th century, many naively believed all those alignments would now be rearranged in a world of globalization driven by commerce and a common culture. Simply put, globalization didn't deliver on its promises. We are once again looking at a great ideological, a great worldview cleavage. All Americans left, right, and center ought to be paying very close attention. 
So let me ask you, would you like a career in the legal field making great money without having to go to law school and incurring all that debt? One that allows you the flexibility to choose where you work, for whom, and how frequently. Well, there's this high-powered and lucrative career that you really need to know about. It's called court reporting. Court reporters and captioners are in higher demand than ever before. Court systems, schools, and television stations are all looking for these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions to court cases to live events. The NCRA has partnered up with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives you a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and is being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. Sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info, I-N-F-O, at plazacollege.edu. Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and I am in love with my shiny, bald, smooth head. Hemp Leaf products are made with all natural ingredients and essential oils to bring you comfort and relief and keep you looking young. Hemp Leaf is the next big thing in skin and body care. The whipped body butters and creams leave my skin feeling soft, smooth, hydrated, giving my aging skin the nourishment it needs to stay young and healthy. Their liquid black soap glides on, leaving my my skin soft, crisp, and clean. They also have this amazing muscle rub called Icy Pot. The guys at Hemp Leaf also gave me samples of a remarkable neuropathy cream called Helixer that I gave to Marianne, and she uses it on her heels. She said it's been nothing short of a miracle. Within minutes, it soothes her aching feet. Remember, they don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in it. Visit them at HempLeaf.com. That's Hemp, H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F.com. Mention the name Arthur at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And in my hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me, me. Speaking, speaking words of wisdom, wisdom. Let, let it be. be. I gotta sing this song, Matt. This is beautiful. Let it be. 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 There were words of wisdom. Let it be. I had the wrong verse. <laughs> gotta let it go a little. Let it be 
let it be. This is perfect. Matthew, what a great song to go into this segment after I'm super stressed and like all batty in the office. (laughs) No reason to be stressed. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, this means so much to me to sit in the seat for Arthur and I want to do a good job and I don't like technical issues. You know me, I'm a little ADD and a little OCD. A little. You know, aren't we all? (laughs) So I hope everyone is having a safe and easy drive. I know it's raining in New York City and the tri-state area, but it is after the six o'clock hour and we are live in on 45th Street and Fifth Avenue in New York City. And I really hope you're enjoying listening to the Arthur Idala Power Hour sans Arthur Idala at the moment because um, he is taking a little bit of a rest. We did have him for a segment and now we are all better with all this technology. And I am bringing back our amazing Professor Alan Dershowitz. Thank you so much for joining us and staying with us. And you were very, well, very insightful. You. No, thank but you. My you parents are know. texting. You don't. Yeah, but you don't know how relevant the song you played really was because you don't know that I represented John Lennon when he was subject to deportation from the United States. I worked with a great lawyer named Leon Wildes. He did the immigration part of the case. I did the criminal part of the case. And uh, we won. It's the case I wish I had lost. Wow. If I had lost that case and he would have been deported to England, he might still be alive today. Oh, wow. Uh, And I told that to Yoko Ono once. And she was furious at me. She said he had the best years of his life uh, following, um, you know, when when they met, when they had a child together. But um, I was one of his lawyers. It was one of my thrills. And my fee in the case was supposed to be a signed copy of the White Album. And it was signed to me. And then the law firm lost it, I think. Oh, no. Uh, But in any event, I never got my fee in the case. But I've had so much pleasure listening to Beatles music over the years. I think wow, the Nobel what a story. Prize made a mistake, made a mistake not nominating the Beatles, the two surviving Beatles, along with Bob Dylan for the Nobel Prize. Because, you know, Sister Mary and Tomorrow is, and Yesterday, and those songs are every bit as good. The lyrics are every bit as good as any of the lyrics that, um, that the great uh, Bob Dylan did. So I'm a fan of the Beatles. I would have given the Nobel Prize to the Beatles, to Simon, Paul Simon, um, to um, to um, Leonard Cohen and to um, to uh, Bob Dylan altogether for them. Wow, what they oh, reinvented gosh. the lyrics of music. Yeah. Thank you, Matt Sambolino, for being the most amazing DJ. How did you know <laughs> to play that song? Uh, you know what? I just took a stab in the dark there. And you relaxed uh, me because that song has great memories for me, actually. That was one of the ways that I learned to, quote, sing, sort of. I was living in Russia in the Peace Corps, and I had a teacher named um, Irina. She was teaching me Russian language, and she also was teaching me how to sing Russian songs. But she started with that song, and she wanted me to learn uh, that song first based on the way it was uh, put together. And she said, once I learn that, I can sing all the Russian songs. I don't sing it well, as Arthur will tell you not to have me sing on air, but it's still one of my favorites to this day. So thanks for that trip down memory lane. Great. Divine intervention. One of these days, the two of us will sing with Arthur's band. Have you ever heard Arthur's band? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was a singer as a kid. Uh, My hero was Frank Sinatra. Well, and we are going to resurrect Rapid Pulse again. Sinatra. 
Right. My only complaint about Frank Sinatra is a song about, you know, the, the years, and he ends at 45 as if that's the end of his life. When I was 45, you know, I, it should be when I was 85. I'm still exactly. going. You're still going, yeah. and 45 is the beginning, not the end. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to write a sequel to that song, yeah. Well, you know, Rapid Pulse is going to be having a resurrection again in June, so you'll have to talk to Arthur, and we'll have to get you up on that stage. Yeah, and with Joe Piscopo. He's a Absolutely. great singer of Sinatra songs. So. Oh, yes, he is. Joe Piscopo, The Morning Drive. I hope everybody listens to him from 6 to 10 a.m. Yeah. every day. That's amazing. Well, Professor Dershowitz, thank you for staying with us. I just want to – we cut you off a little bit with the grand jury and with um, Trump and Bragg. So I just wanted to be able to wrap that up. So they're not meeting until Wednesday again, and we're not sure what will happen. Then they may call more witnesses. Just to wrap that up, any final parting words on that? There shouldn't be an indictment. I would hope that the grand jury would finally satisfy the function it was set out to achieve by the framers of the Constitution, protecting defendants against overzealous prosecutors. This is an overzealous, non-righteous case. Excellent, excellent point. Thank you. And again, this is not political. This is legal. This is from a constitutional standpoint. I didn't vote for Trump. You know, when when Trump always loves to say that I didn't vote for him, and uh, that's why my position has even more credibility. I I appreciate that. Well, I'm going to bring in another guest. We're going to switch gears a little bit today. Um, I'm going to bring in another guest that you uh, met verbally on the phone. You two connected and you're both really um, I'm I'm really excited about this conversation. We're going to have a a chat about Israel right now and everything that's been going on with Israel. Um, Shai Franklin is a partner with Gotham Government Relations, which is a partner for ABK Law, and he directs their national government relations. He his expertise among many is that he's the former former executive director of the World Jewish Congress, and he was a research fellow with the Washington Institute for Near East Policy. So welcome to the show, Shai Franklin. And I want to start Thank off, you. Shai, just give us kind of an overview. There's been a lot of media. I don't know what to believe. I know people on all levels have either been fired or have quit from um, the consulate to the defense minister. So talk to us about, in, in like a minute, give us a recap of what's actually going on. Sure. So uh, several months ago, Netanyahu formed, after elections, Netanyahu formed a new coalition government, 64 seats in the Knesset out of 120. And when he ran for election, this was part of his agenda that was put out. And everybody that voted for these parties knew that and probably supported moving forward with what they call judicial reform, basically changing the independence of the judiciary. And I think Professor Dershowitz can talk about that part of it more. But in terms of the chronology, a few weeks ago, Netanyahu introduced a bill, which actually was was passed as law last week, uh, exempting him from any uh, Supreme Court decision that would render him unfit for office. Uh, that's kind of unusual. When when the Congress of the United States votes to give a raise to members of Congress, it only goes into effect with the next Congress. They don't give themselves raises. They don't mm-hmm. excuse themselves from prosecution. So that was problematic. But then the bigger judicial reforms would take away, it would give the Knesset by a one vote majority the opportunity to override any decision of the Supreme Court. So uh, Israelis, even some center-right Israelis, have been protesting loudly, many of them in the streets. Hundreds of thousands have been protesting every night. And 
this has included uh, Israeli reservists in the army, and some of their best-trained fighter pilots have said they will not fly planes for for a government that does not have this kind of separation of powers and judicial oversight that they would consider either not legitimate or non-democratic. That's what they say. Professor, any any comments on that? Oh, sure. I've been deeply involved in this in the very beginning. My two oldest friends in Israel are Ehud Barak, I'm sorry, uh, Aaron Barak, the president of the Supreme Court who initiated the judicial revolution, and I knew, I've known him since 1966, and Benjamin Netanyahu, who I've known since 1970, and they're now clashing. And I think there's some right and wrong on both sides of the issue. I think the Supreme Court did have a little bit too much authority over things that no other court in history has ever had authority over including who can serve in the Knesset, who can serve in the government, uh, whether or not uh, gas deals with Lebanon are reasonable, and things of that kind. And I wouldn't be unhappy about seeing a little bit of that jurisdiction cut back on, but I don't want to see any cutting back of any of the Supreme Court's power over basic human rights, civil rights, minority rights, free speech, due process. So I proposed a series of compromises in in a bunch of articles that I wrote, including today in the Jerusalem Post, um, and um, I hope that this pause that Benjamin Netanyahu finally agreed to uh, after a lot of pressure uh, today at about you know, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, I hope that will give time for reasonable people to sit down and create uh, a compromise where there's some cutting back of the power of the judiciary, but the basic power over civil rights and civil liberties is preserved. That's my hope. Let me ask you this this basic – what I would call a basic question. Let's say – so, okay, I, I, and I read your piece in the Jerusalem Post. I thought it was, it was the best – actually the best thing I've read about what's going on. But in Israel's over 75 years of history, the state of Israel, uh, all the prime ministers that Israel has had and all the prime ministers that it will have is Benjamin Netanyahu while he is literally on trial – for public corruption and abuse of public trust, is he is he the right person? Is he the right person with the right credibility and legitimacy to bring this forward in a way that will that will set Israel on a better path for a hundred years to come? Look, he's the prime minister, um, and the prime minister is the one who sets the agenda. As he said on Pierce Morgan yesterday, you can't expect the prime minister to stay out of the most contentious issue that has faced Israel for many years. I personally think that the three charges against Netanyahu are parallel in some ways to the charges against Donald Trump. I don't think they're valid charges. I mean, taking gifts from friends, a few cigars, and some um, uh, champagne. Well, it, was, it was more than a few cigars. I mean, honestly, right? It was, it was more than a few cigars. Well, of course, but the, the Israeli law ought to specify exactly how much. Under American law, we know to the penny how much you can take without reporting it. In Israeli law, there's nothing that says that. So it's not valid for the prosecutor to make up and say, well, we think too much is too much. Tell us how much too much is. And the second charge is that he promised that he would support legislation if a uh, media company uh, didn't uh, keep attacking his wife. Every member of Congress and every member of the Senate has done that. Why do they have press secretaries for They constantly vote in order to get better media coverage or less worse media coverage. And the idea... The the, the accusation is that he intervened intervened in a regulatory matter on behalf of a a media company. 
right? And 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 it's and it's parent company. That's the that's the allegation. That would be very serious. No, it's not serious because they didn't accuse him of the interference. That's not a crime. He's allowed to do that. What they accused him is of interfering in exchange for good for good um, publicity or not bad publicity. That is the crime, and that's not a crime. Yeah, that would be called a bribe, I think. Okay, we're about to go to a break. Professor, stay where you are. Shai, stay where you are. We're about to go to a break. We're going to bring back Shai and Professor Dershowitz. We'll be right back. If you're a business owner, imagine getting up to $26,000 per employee. There's still time for business owners to file for the Employee Retention Tax Credit Program. This program is for business owners who continue to pay their W-2 employees during the COVID pandemic. Many businesses qualify and simply do not know it. All business types and industries may qualify. You can claim the credit even if you received a PPP loan. This is a cash payment and not a loan and can be claimed now. The licensed CPAs and tax professionals at DH Tax and Consult have been serving business owners across the country for over 15 years. The best part is that until you receive your cash payment, you don't pay us a dime. Our tax credit specialists are available now at 833-ERC-FILE and your tax payment estimate is quick, easy, and free. That's 833-ERC-FILE to qualify you and your business for up to $26,000 per W-2 employee for free federal aid. Call us now at 833-ERC-FILE. That's 833-ERC-FILE. Folks, have you heard that our morning host Joe Piscopo and Steve Perillo have put together a special intimate trip to Rome and Sicily for our AM 970 listeners? Do you want to go? It's simple. Just call 800-431-1515, 1-800-431-1515, and say, I want to go to Apollonia's hometown with Joey P. Please make it happen. How does that sound? You go to Rome for three nights, including a special intimate performance by Joe Piscopo. Then you fly directly to Sicily, visiting Catania, Taromi, and Palermo. See medieval towns like Savoca and Forza de Agro in Messina. Why these towns? Because we're going to visit some of the iconic sites from the famous Godfather movie. How cool is that? Can't leave Sicily until you have a wine tasting in the shadow of Mount Etna. You'll do that too. And then on to Palermo for three more nights. Nine nights in all. The tour dates are October 18th to 28th. Be a part of this special event. Call Perillo Tours at 1-800-431-1515. 1-800-431-1515. Or go to perillotours.com. This is much harder. Gotta love this song. I love Brian Adams from high school. I think one of his songs was my high school prom song. So Matthew Sambolino, DJ extraordinaire, tell us why we're listening to Brian Adams, one of my favorites from the 80s. I am airing this song today because today in 1984... Brian Adams went into Little Mountain Sound, Vancouver, Canada to record this single, Run to You, for his fourth studio album, Reckless. It was the first single released from the album and gave Adams his first UK hit, peaking at number 11. The music video shot in London and Los Angeles 
was nominated for the 1985 MTV Video Music Awards in five different categories. And that happens to be the year both Arthur and I graduated high school. Wow. 1985. We're a little older than you, Matthew Sambolino. Well, this was a great song to choose. Thank you so much. And I want to welcome back Professor Dershowitz and Shai Franklin because, you know, when we have a discussion like this, we are so lucky that we have these amazing experts on not only what we just spoke to Professor Dershowitz about the grand jury and the Constitution, but now Israel. And Israel is important to the United States and to what's going on in the world. So I want to give Shai uh, and Professor Dershowitz just a a minute to wrap up this conversation. I don't want to let it go. Shai, why don't we start with you? So my basic point, again, is that uh, whether or not these charges are well-founded, there is due process in Israel. There is rule of law. And these are not purely spurious or... Uh, frivolous allegations. It's been a long process. It's taken a lot longer than I think it would even here in the United States with Donald Trump. My point, though, is that I don't think that this was such a pressing issue in Israel's democracy and in its future that it had to be done by Benjamin Netanyahu now with the most right-wing government in Israel's history, when Netanyahu himself is the most left-wing member of the coalition, and he's pretty right-wing himself. So this is not a unity moment for Israel, and it's actually backfired. It's even less unity now, and Netanyahu now has less legitimacy than he did a few days ago before he fired the defense minister, before hundreds of thousands of Israelis came out, not just to lobby, protest the, this particular judicial reform, but now they're protesting him. So, so I think he's actually has less legitimacy than he, than he did before, and he's still on trial. And Professor Dershowitz. Well, he shouldn't be on trial. When's the last time a politician was indicted for asking his press secretary whether if he voted for a particular bill, it would get him good or bad publicity? The relationship between publicity and voting has long been established in in politics. As far as the timing is concerned, look, I'm against these judicial reforms. I wish they had never been proposed. But when you run for office and you promise something, um, and that thing is legitimate, um, judicial reform, which I'm opposed to, I hope it doesn't get passed, uh, then you put it forward. But you put it forward slowly. Um, in this case, the uh, State Department and Biden is right when he says um, uh, issues like this should be decided with due deliberation. That's why I'm very happy that the prime minister today, finally, too late, but uh, better late than never, said we're going to put a break on this, let everybody celebrate uh, Passover, Easter, Ramadan, Israel's 75th birthday, let cooler minds prevail. Um, I would. I have offered to go to Israel and serve as a mediator, try to bring people together, because I have friends on both sides, and I think there's some good and some bad on both sides of the proposals. Um, and so I hope that we can see this resolved. Yesterday on Pierce Morgan, the prime minister said he would like to see this resolved with balance. Uh, so would I. Well, you know, you really are, uh, I think, uh, you would be a perfect person to go over there and mediate. You really have the credibility over there uh, with both sides, as you said, and with the judiciary. And, again, your piece in the Jerusalem Post today is definitely worth reading. I recommend it to everybody who's listening. All right. So we're sending Professor Dershowitz over to Israel for uh, for mediation. And I like you. that idea. Thank you for the opportunity to have this conversation, whether and it's thank on you. the radio or, or just, just one-to-one. Yeah. Well, I'm going to connect you two for sure. You, we have to do this again at some point. Thank you, Shai Franklin, for being part yeah. of the show. And thank you, Professor Dershowitz. Always a pleasure. And thank you, Joni. 
Well, Professor Dershowitz, I want you to promise you'll come back on when we see what's going on with the grand jury so you can give us another, a little only, bit of an insight. Only if, they, only if you promise to play Beatles music or Frank Sinatra music. Matthew Sambolino, that's your call. Got to do it. <laughs> Got to do it. All right. Thank okay. you so much thank to you. both of you for joining us. What I do want to mention is Salem Media. You, you all have heard this before, and I, I feel it's my duty to mention this. We had the amazing Mike Gallagher on the show last week talking about um, talking a lot with Arthur about many different topics, but specifically Salem Media Stand with Israel tour. And I'm honored to say it again because it's not just a tour of Israel, but it is a special tour of Israel where they're going to go through biblical sites in the Holy Land as well as many other beautiful places. Um, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager. So check out inspirationcruises.com, Salem Israel 2023, or go to um, AM 970 and you can see it on their website as well. I just wanted to mention that because we're on the Israel topic. So I'm going to switch gears very quickly. Matt, you've got a lot of birthdays listed for me. Mariah Carey is one. That's pretty interesting. Uh, why Why is that interesting? I mean, everyone has a birthday. Once I didn't a year, know it was right? her birthday today. I had <laughs> no idea. Uh, there, there is a couple of interesting people on here, I think. Uh, great uh, uh, British actor, Michael York, who's 81 him. today. Dave Cos, jazz musician, is 60. Director Quentin Tarantino. Love his movies. Arthur's a big fan of. He's 60. And we already mentioned Mariah Carey, who turns 53 today. Fergie's 48. And singer Jesse J is 35. Well, two things that stood out to me is it's National Whiskey Day, first Ah, of all. That's a shout out to my friend Gary Cohen, who was on our show last week. And National or World Theater Day. World Theater Day, right up your alley. AMT Theater Day. My my theater, amttheater.org. People have to come to our theater and check it out. Newest theater in New York opened during the pandemic. So really quick, I think we have less than a minute. Any news in sports, Mr. Alex G? Oh, yes. The Yankees have called up Anthony Volpe. The I saw that. The top prospect at number five, all of baseball. And by the way, he had 314, five, three homers, five RBIs. Opening day on Thursday, or as we call it. Are you going to be there? Bullpening day. No, I got to work here, but I'll be following, no no doubt about it. And March Madness, anything? Oh, March Madness is going to be fun. Anything new? Yeah, UConn. I mean, that's our tri-state leader right now. UConn's going to the Final Four, so that, All right. that, that's the main news here. All right. Well, Arthur Idala, I know he was listening to us, and thank you for pinch hitting and jumping on in in the beginning. I don't know how he was able to do it, but he saved the day, and we fixed the uh, tech issues, and we will be back tomorrow. We're going to have Tom Harris and Times Square Tuesday. We have a break from what's going on in the grand jury until Wednesday, and we'll, I'm sure, talk about it Wednesday night. Have a safe drive home. Thank you for being with us tonight. This is Joni Pelzer with Sam Bellino and Alex G. We are over and out. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.